Well, hello and welcome back. I am your host, Random Randy. I want to say welcome to everybody out there. Uh, we're going to look into a couple of things today. <clears throat> Basically, I'm just uh, bringing you all with me uh, on some digging I'm doing. And that digging is in regards to time. Uh, you know, that uh, last video that I put out, which just kind of outlining that gentleman uh, with the plasma moon video, some of the things he says in the intro kind of sparked something deep within me. And so uh, I'm investigating, right? I'm investigating. Now, I just spoke with uh, with Kaylin over at Strange Neighborhood and put an episode together with her going through the idea of time reversal. Uh, what is it? Uh, how does it tie to like the occult reversal principle, that sort of thing? I mean, I kind of briefly touched on it, you know, in my last uh, episode, but I wanted to kind of uh, dig in more deeply here and sort of uh, outline some of the things that her and I spoke about and kind of uh, give this to all of you out there and um, just kind of uh, let you know where I'm at, kind of the direction that I'm heading with my research and that sort of thing. Um, it's a pretty deep and uh, elusive sort of topic, that of time. But I will do the best I can and uh, also try to link back to why this these subjects are so important when we're looking at our historical narrative and our historical timeline and that sort of thing. So <clears throat> why don't we go ahead and start out with a period of time, right, uh, the 1900s, which uh, we're going to call them the, or this timeline, rather, we're going to call it the no ether timeline, okay? Uh, we all are living within the timeline where the ether is denied, ether denial, right? Big time. So that's where we're living. We're coming out of this timeline it seems uh things are becoming more and more relevant as far as uh, the ether is concerned more and more figured into the daily lives of folks via things like uh, scalar energy and you know all of these sorts of things that were considered kind of like new wave and new age for a very long time are kind of coming to light uh, of course there's always you know the the backward spin of everything that you will find in media that will tell you all of these things are useless or evil or this and that, right? Uh, so my personal experiences aside, uh, I think all of you out there most likely understand that uh, ether or the zero point, uh, as it's known in modern terms, uh, is in existence. It is a thing, right? The uh, that which everything flows from, okay, uh, the medium with which uh, energy is able to flow and and you know transverse around and move and all of these sorts of things. There's a something behind it all, the behind the scenes of what we see in our physical reality, right? We live in a time where that is all just outright denied by the mass machine the mass machine that we uh, have been taking a part in uh, for, you know, most of our lives, most of us. And, you know, so that's the time we're coming out of. There's a set of laws and theories uh, that fall in right about the time in question. So like the early 1900s, kind of late 1800s, uh, where everything seems to go very, very physical, right? Uh, we have the supposed third industrial revolution. I think there have been many ups and downs in the past, but we have that industrial revolution that we're taught about in history class uh, sort of coming to a head right about that time, right? We have the repopulation of America. However, why ever that happened, we'll deal with it another time. But uh, we nonetheless have the orphan trains and we have the uh, digging out of cities and the regrading of massive quantities of acreage right just huge huge parcels of land being completely reconfigured uh we have this happening all across the country uh all across many countries in fact we have a lot of uh, wars and uh sort of colonial uh endeavors taking place or wrapping up right around this time so there's a lot of things going on in history uh, right about this time and uh this is what 
eggs me on, kind of leads me to dive into so many of these topics and so much of the information that I'm coming into contact with is sort of on the back of the hidden history side of things, right? What's really going on? We've been given our milk when we were babies as the, you know, uh, uh, as the hermeticists would say, right? We've been given our milk. And now guys and gals, now that we've grown into men and women, uh, it is time for, for the meat of the situation, right? So that's what I've been digging into. That's what I've been looking for. What is the meat of the situation? And, you know, to anybody who is outside of what can be considered in this realm at this time, I use air quotes for a you know specific purpose, higher learning, okay? This is institutionalized higher learning. Let's look at it like that. There might be some groups or some sects or some divisions of higher learning, academic higher learning, right, that uh, have access to this information or that this information, information regarding time and the way things are behind the scenes, the ethereal information, the background noise, right, all of that stuff has an effect on everything else, okay? Uh, that which we do not see has a drastic effect on that which we do see. So that being said, we're going to look into a couple of things today. One's called the Noether Theorem. And I just find this interesting uh, because, you know, this is a period of time when we're, we're taught to deny that the ether exists, that sort of thing. Uh, and this particular theorem is specifically suited only to the three-dimensional physical space, okay? So it's it's perfect, right? It's perfect for the purposes of this last century that we're coming out of, all right? So we're going to take a, a quick look at that here, um, and then we're going to explore a, a couple of things that I had discussed with, uh, with Strange Neighborhood with Kaylin over there, and uh, I'm going to touch on those. Uh, I've got some notes, so, you know, I appreciate everybody's patience with me here. This is a mind-boggling set of topics uh, that underlie everything that we are taking part in every day, every single last one of us as observers um, is causing and affecting so much around us. So um, we're going to dig into some of that. Uh, this is going to be pretty epic. So, you know, buckle up uh, and I'll try to keep it relatively brief and to this one subject, and we'll do another episode on maybe like another small part of the subject. We've got some things to look forward to for you all. Uh, we're looking at, um, of course, time reversal. What does that look like? We're going to get into a little bit of like quantum physics and uh, the symmetry uh, effects that are necessary within time and space and so on. I mean, there's so much we're going to look at event horizons. What is that? Is each and every last one of us the equivalent of a black and white hole combined? We're going to look into so many different things, right? That, you know, you might just want to put your seatbelt on because you might get a little shook. All right. This is, uh, this is some incredible information. Vast majority of it is available to every last one of us on Wikipedia. You can at least take the seeds of what this information is from those sites and run down your rabbit holes, guys. Like, look at look through this stuff. Look into it. You know, uh, a lot of people are very focused on the events themselves, right? And that's awesome. We need that. We need to have some focus on the events, who, the what, the where, right? And then behind it all, we have this underlying sort of why. Uh, and and that is kind of the realm that I enjoy uh, traversing and just being a part of the catalysts, uh, how things uh, look in a in a bigger sort of outside of the box mentality, right? Uh, and you know, when we're dealing with time, we're dealing with certain aspects of this world that are just not handed to us. Uh, I feel very fortunate that the information nonetheless is still available for us to inquire about. So uh, I'll point out where I'm gathering this information in the show notes and that sort of thing. But um, why is this important? Why is this important? And what leads to the thought process uh, of looking into this stuff? Well, many of us, you know, uh, have heard of CERN. We've heard of the 
possibility that time has been messed around with by, you know, secret groups and organizations, right? So we have the conspiracy side of it. We have the possibility that there are folks running rampant, you know, on things. We have nods to these sorts of ideas and movies uh, throughout the last probably, you know, 75 years or so, maybe more. We have nods to these things, Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, you name it, right? It's always on the fence of fiction or on underneath the label of fiction right so we've got that we've got the um the occult reversal concept right i kind of spoke about last episode which not too many people keyed in on but that's fine i was just in informing uh you folks out there how it is that i go about sparking these these dives and things like that so you know I'm, I'm thankful for those of you that did take a look at that uh, and perhaps it has opened your eyes to seeing different aspects of information that's handed to us through conspiracy and that sort of thing in a different light and being able to um, sort of disseminate information which may be hidden to those who uh, haven't you know progressed along in the thought field uh you know, quite enough to to grasp these things and catch them, right? There's a lot of stuff thrown our way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, all of you out there. There's a lot of information thrown our way in the midst of garbage, right? And I know you all know this. I know you all see this every single day. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, many of us just see the garbage and we just decide to discard it, right? Blah, throw that away. So, uh, I'm not saying pick through your garbage, folks, but uh, when it comes to your informational streams, beware that there is the diamond in the rough, right? <laughs> so they're they're out there, right? And I feel like uh, you know that that 1965 plasma moon video has a couple of those, a couple of insights that we can take some things away from. Okay, so we're going to be looking at some time-based stuff. And uh, it's it's incredible. And now when we're dealing with time and we're dealing with the ability to affect time, we are inadvertently, in a sense, kind of dealing with the ability to travel vast distances instantly if we can gauge the effects accordingly and, and sort of, you know, create a big enough manipulation and that sort of thing. So, I mean, this concept really is tied into so many different aspects of everything that's happening. Um now, I'm going to kind of go out in front here and say that when we're talking about those who are doing any manipulation and that sort of thing, um, something you have to be open-minded to is that there are perhaps uh, other sorts of minds in the universe aside from our, our very narrow understanding of human mentality, right? And, and many of us have been kept in the dark a lot of years to the capabilities of the human mind, as it were, also. So, you know, keep that in mind. There are human minds that will blow your mind, right? Like, there's information being um, adapted and transfigured by folks out there that will just melt your understanding of the world and turn it to dust, okay? And some of these uh, concepts and things that I'm going to attempt to elaborate on are very much like that. Uh, they're very, very elusive and sort of slippery um, until you sort of give up the understanding that you've been sold your entire life, that you know everything or that everything is known by something within what we call Earth or or this system as, as it can be known, right? Uh, there are certain variables in the equations of time and space and being and happening and cause and effect. There are certain things that you would need a superior, in a sense, uh, or something beyond what we see with our senses. You would need that um, sort of masterful observer right uh, and these things have been known throughout time by different names uh angels demons gods goddesses uh these sorts of ideas uh are not without precedent or like without premise right these are are realistic for a reason 
These are realistic within the laws of time and quantum mechanics. And once you begin to understand just how powerful you are as an observer, uh, and this means every last one of you, if you have the capacity to think and observe, you are causing so much more than you realize that you're causing. It's it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, you know, take the time, smell the roses, dig into the rabbit holes, just go deep. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, bring somebody with you if you can. Attempt it if you don't feel you can. This is my attempt to bring many of you with me on this incredible sort of dive into the unknown, as it were. I mean, all of this stuff is was unknown to me until very recently, until I made the the choice to look into it and to observe a little bit more and a little bit more, right? Become a more masterful observer and uh, and and thereby, you know, be more. Okay, so we're not just talking about the uh, sort of uh, conspiracy side of it. We're talking about the real deal. What's behind it all? What's going on? Right. And in order for us to even comprehend what's going on, we need time. We need the ever forward marching motion to create our memories and in install them into our subconscious so that we can then uh, imagine the next thing to be thereby creating it in a sense. Right. And I know many of you out there say, well, you know, I don't create every single moment in my life or do you. Right. <laughs> so, so, okay. Now, some ideas uh, that I'll throw out for you uh, is how does the manipulation of the mass mindset, right, of the, the hive mind, of of the group think, how does that manipulation sort of factor in or or set a stage for time to be affected, right? So if you think about each and every last person's stream of thought as variables within a giant equation, you think of their thought as just data points and i'm not trying to minimalize what everybody has going on in their life life is a beautiful thing enjoy have fun we're here make the most of it all that sort of fun stuff now how does the manipulation of that mass mindset set the stage for a reversible event um now <clears throat> i'm not going to go to end you know long uh lengths to demonstrate what a reversible equation is, but a vast majority of physical processes are reversible equations. Okay. So if you want to look into that sort of stuff, go check out the, uh, the episode I did over at strange neighborhood. She's got all of the links, uh, going to be putting up, uh, for all of the, the papers that I, I tied to that, that set of information. So go check that out over there, but, uh, we're just going to keep moving forward here. Basically the idea is if you've ever noticed the mass mindset and wondered why it seems to be cyclical or closed loop, it just keeps going around in the and in the news cycle, the circle, right? It goes, it keeps going around and round and back to a beginning. Now, this motion of cause and effect, uh, so causing people to be triggered, thereby creating an anxiety, and then they come back down from that anxiety, and then causing that trigger again. This is cyclical behavior right this is a cyclical mindset okay that's what we can look at certain aspects of the mass mindset as these are cyclical right uh coming back in on themselves uh even though they themselves the physical body is traveling through time and space to a certain end their mindset is staying in a closed loop now that sort of sets a stage okay which is why all of the information is put across to, to re-trigger and re-trigger and keep people in these closed loops. Uh, it's beneficial, of course. We're going to go down conspiracy route and talk about it's beneficial to those in power and that sort of thing. Absolutely, right? But is it serving another purpose? Is it serving a purpose for the experience as a whole for the vast lot of us is the idea that I'm kind of sort of playing with here. Uh, and that's that if you can keep a certain volume of the observers in, in the field having a certain experience, are you thereby creating a suspension in the entropy of time? Like, are you creating a sort of Ouroboros or self-sealing time circle that you can then keep introducing a different variable or a different 
the way of thinking right at the end of the loop. And this may be where we're coming into now with the redivulgence of old world information <clears throat> and that sort of thing. This may be what's happening. We don't see it from where we're sitting as perspective. Uh, we don't see that that we see things that are different as yesterday. But really ask yourself how much of the mass mindset that you see all of these folks partaking in is exactly the same as it was a year ago or 10 years ago. And you so you see the cycle being repeated um, and sort of once you step outside of that cycle, you can look at it as a more masterful observer and thereby recognize it, see it, step outside of it, be apart from it, right? Engage in uh, in a new cycle for yourself, right? So that's kind of what I'm driving at with that. It's a little, you know, new age on the fence, weird, whatever. But like, listen, man, our minds, what we do with our thoughts every single day, every moment of every single day causes so much more than we're mm, taught in, you know, rhetorical institutional upbringing uh we're not taught to think that way okay but that's okay we have opportunity to think that way to step outside of that mass mindset and see it from the outside right and some folks know that mass mindset is the matrix i think that there are many different layers of what one can call control or manipulation right and uh each of these layers would require a, a sort of will on behalf on your own behalf, uh, you know, because you are the observer. And so you have that power for yourself to change your perspective and your point of view. So uh, once you take that power, you become a sort of uh, exemplary observer, right? Driving instead of being driven. Okay. Uh, so when I'm speaking of time manipulation, uh, it's not just the linear sort of time that we've been trained to understand. Uh, it is the manipulation of equations within a certain system. That system can be the mass mindset. So you manipulate the equations or the information flowing in through the news, through media, through that sort of thing. So it's manipulated. Now that keeps it in that closed loop or that news cycle. So that's for everyone out there that wants to understand uh, how this is being used to affect the real time now, okay? Um, so thereby, kind of sort of in a roundabout definition, it is a sort of reversibility, right? Because the the progress of the mind, the progress of the consciousness wants to trend ever upward, okay? So... Anything that's going to perturb that process to bring that mindset or that consciousness back to the previous point, back to the trigger or back to the um, lower vibration emotion uh, is essentially manipulating the time of that particular observer, if that makes sense. Okay, now, so that we've, now that we've got that out of the way, um, we are going to... Oh, the, the uh, term that you can use for operator, uh, like uh, an observer, can be an operator. Uh, in like in the mathematical fields, we have what's called a linear operator and an antilinear operator. These would be the observer within the equation and the observer outside of the equation in a sense of speaking. So uh, this stuff is backed up, folks, uh, in in your your physics understandings and that sort of thing. So, you know, when I tell you these rabbit holes are deep, they go real deep and they they might even touch on understanding. So it's very important to when you have something come to mind and and it and it just bugs at you to to dig into it, sink your teeth into it, get in there, get in there and find out what's going on. You know, do it for yourself. You know what I mean? Do it for for your your colleagues and and your friends and stuff that are out there sort of researching all of this stuff also and uh but they're looking at it from their own perspective bring your perspective everybody bring it bring it to the table don't worry about you know oh i don't want to do this and be seen or what like listen do it for you do it for yourself okay anyway uh upbeat moment uh in the past let's go ahead and move forward here so uh, as we saw in the video uh, on the last episode, uh, the irreversibility of time, 
so whether or not it can be reversed is decided by the theory and not by what can be done with manipulation. Okay. So man is here to manipulate. What does man do? Finds a way and manipulates. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. This topic is, is blowing my mind. So, so we went through uh, how to pull that information out of out of information that's full of garbage, kind of. Uh, let's see here. Now, and when I'm speaking of time reversal, remember, it is uh, not a wholesale reversal of everybody's time and their memories, although this could be a possibility to a certain extent. Uh, <clears throat> this would be sort of a manipulation or a shift or change within uh, what can be looked at as like maybe an individual timeline or a certain amount of the mass observer timeline. Uh, so, but it would require, uh, you know, observers uh, to resonate with it in order to go back and manipulate. So it has to have had an effect essentially to be a cause. <laughs> so, okay. Again, this uh, information could be what had been factored into things like the Montauk project or the Philadelphia experiment. So uh, again, when I say that, you know, looking at, at conspiracy and this information that's sort of hidden, you can imagine what sorts of processes and sets of information were used to create the effect of, you know, turning a ship invisible, possibly popping it outside of time altogether, right? So uh, like I had explained to, to Kaylin, I said, you know, you would need a source of energy and you would need the data right? You would need the data, you would need the source of energy, and then you would need what you can look at or understand as will, okay? Um, I'm not sure if the will of the observer can be a technological device, uh, like a powerful enough AI can be a strong enough observer outside of the equation to rewind certain events and or uh, information within, uh, but it's a possibility. So uh, let's see here. Yeah, lots of subliminal information, lots of stuff hidden within, uh, you know, uh, pop culture or that sort of thing. Lots of little Easter eggs and nuggets in there for you to carry yourself to a new realization, right, about what's happening in the world. So let's look at, uh, let's look at this theorem here, and, and I call this like the 1900 theorem because it's. It's just perfect for that era of time. Hopefully I'm not being too loud for you folks there. Anyway, let's go ahead and take a look. All right, so we've got to pull up. This is no ethers theorem, okay? No lie, it's no ethers theorem. Why is it no ethers theorem? Because this only applies and smooth symmetries over physical space. What is physical space, right? The three linear directions we are all familiar with. Okay, so this is no ethers theorem, stating that every differentiable symmetry of the action of a physical system with conservative forces has corresponding conservation law. Okay, and the, the lady who was the mathematician who published this is Emmy no ether. Now, what do we know? We know that in entertainment, they win what? an emmy daytime tv wins an emmy right have you guys ever sat and watched daytime tv you want to talk about cyclical mindset right so emmy no ether 1915 and published in 1918 so when we're looking at at the world of the world this this spin on reality that we find ourselves in uh we know that nothing is by chance as much as it seems like a chance happening, everything is effect by a cause, right? So is it a coincidence that later on, and I don't know what year the Emmys started running, but that they use that particular name? Uh, remember that we are dealing with a certain control system that has uh, built within it the purpose of keeping us from understanding the ether, right? They have removed all of our antiquitech and all that such stuff, done away with it, 
in an effort for there to be no ether, right? So that's coincidence or no, you know, you, you all can make a, make the decision. I will relate also that there are some kind of occult happenings in the numerology down here, right? Uh, having to do with Hamiltonian mechanics. So listen, we have all of these, these groups of individuals uh, writing laws, right? Writing laws of mechanics, laws of motion. Now, what do we know about many of these individuals? Uh, we know, of course, that they were generally speaking of Masonic origin or some similar uh, subgroup, right? We know this. We also know that they were responsible for creating the information that then became the textbooks of the world and that the uh, world that we know has been operating on ever since. Okay, so we know these things. Uh, we know that we know that there is ether, first and foremost. How do we know that? simply because anything is <laughs> and, and these are the the understandings that they have you know removed from common knowledge uh you know until very recently and um you know i find it interesting still uh that they are still sort of kind of burying the ether uh within what's known as quantum mechanics and so uh so that's interesting in itself so it's it's basically a, a separation as we have clearly seen in the world, uh, this place seems to love taking things apart. So it's a separation of everything that used to be sort of considered kind of one, you know. Um, quantum mechanics and, and general relativity uh, are just sort of two ends of of the same thought stream, uh, if that makes sense to folks out there. Okay. So no ethers theorem, interesting topic, right? Interesting little thing to look at. What brings you to this, Randy, is, uh, you know, after looking at time reversal invariance, right? Remember that gentleman in that 1965 video speaks of that briefly for that first three minutes and 33 seconds, right? So uh, I'd love it if this would load up for us, guys. But anyway, so I'm looking at at time reversal invariance. What is that? Turns out that there it's only invariant until it's manipulated, meaning time reversal can be done and has more than likely been done. I can't speak from a first person perspective. It's interesting that that's not pulling up right now, but that's fine. We've got another one right here. Let's see if this bad boy wants to pop up for us. Probably not. Look at that. So perhaps we have to stick with the Wikipedia's, and I'll show you some things that I'm going to be looking into a little bit further here. Uh, time translation symmetry, okay? We're also going to be looking at time reversal symmetry. So many interesting time-related products and, or sorry, processes, okay? And this all has to do with like mathematical or transmutation. You can look at mathematical transformation as a transmutation. So these were all like sort of aspects of alchemy, you know, back before the no ether age okay and i think i might just start calling <clears throat> the 1900s the no ether age right because it makes sense so <clears throat> why is conservation of energy such a big thing so there's no coincidence there's epic underlying meaning within everything that we see in popular culture and the deeper sort of layers of reality and what's going on. Okay. So it's possible that while conservation of energy on the macro scale that we see in our world today may not be what is touted as a giant problem, it might actually be something else being referred to and carried into the external, uh, but it might be an internal sort of process uh, like this. Okay, and if we know that uh, energy can neither be created nor destroyed, then what is the massive struggle in this world to conserve that, uh, which can just be regenerated, right? So, and to think that we don't have the capability of generating energy uh, without 
mechanical effort is I think wrong, you know, um, but we'll get to that point. It seems to be kind of coming out of the woodwork, which is awesome. But I mean, we got a lot of crazy stuff going on here. And, and I mean, we're looking into time crystals. What is a time crystal? Freaking wild, dude. Wild stuff. Explains a lot about why possibly uh, we might be required to go through the seemingly symmetrical and pattern-based ebb and flow of uh, you know, behavior of information, why these things might be occurring in what seems to be a very, very distinct pattern. Uh, and it may have to do with this sort of information. Okay. And when we consider that we are the micro to a larger macro, right? And that within this realm, we have a micro that is a macro to yet its further micro realm. Okay. These things are corresponding states. All right. And we have a correspondence between some of these time-based quantum system happenings like time crystals. Okay. We have a correspondence in the field that we know as reality. We have this correspondence, all right? That's why when you can look at some of this information, and even if you can just, you know, sort of understand the general gist of it, it tells you a lot about what you see beyond you, okay? Um, it's It's just, it's wild, wild stuff, man. I'm looking forward to... Uh, gaining some some tribe members who are diving into this sort of information and would be willing to discuss it at length so if anybody out there is a quantum mechanic <laughs> or is a mathematician and understands what the sort of translation of a lot of these topics into what we can call slaves English, please feel free and reach out to me. In fact, feel very compelled to reach out to me, please. So let's take a look here. Speaking of time reversal a little bit, I found this incredibly interesting. So variables that do not change upon time reversal include these things here. So some things that they uh, can or, or the they, when I say they, I mean like an outside observer. If something were to put into cause a change in what we know is the field of life, right? Earth, whatever you want to call it, everybody, like this dynamic system that we're taking part in. If something were to be changed, are there limits on what can be changed and what can be pushed around? I look at this and I see that perhaps these might be some of those limits and some of those details, okay? And and we're looking at just regular Wikipedia stuff, okay? And there are certain ways, it seems, uh, to sort of step around entropy, which means getting away from time flowing into the future. Uh, there seem to be certain loopholes uh, for that. There's some information here that I found incredibly interesting on uh, on black holes, and it discusses something very interesting, which I was speaking again with Kaylin about, is the uh, possibility that we are in a unique space between what can be looked at as a black hole and a white hole, hence the whole uh, checkered floor, masonry, dual pillar, sort of dual aspect uh, sort of sense and and uh, processes that happen in this in this realm, right? Um, of course, you know, dualism might be something that is everywhere in the universe, but we might just be in that sweet spot, everybody, that's right between that dark and light, right? Which is what you can look at as like free will, okay? So something I'm going to point out, and there, this is part of correspondence, right? Like I was talking about, is when you have All right, hypothetical object known as a white hole, okay? It's the opposite of a black hole. 
Black hole has a beginning and is inescapable. A white hole has an ending and cannot be entered. Okay, this might be why we have to be like born into this place and lose all of our previous information uh, is because we're not actually entering. Okay, we're shifting into it like we're we're popping in, we're popping in. Uh, that big bang happens when we're in the womb, right? When we're first just created, there's that flash light. Boom, that's the big bang. All right, that's us shifting into this dimension reality. Okay, so. And it discusses the forward and, and reverse light cones. This might have a correspondence with what we see as sun and moon, guys. All right. And if we are legitimately between the two, what would we have beyond us in, in the, the ultimately brighter side? We would have uh, possibly whatever is creating the sun, right? And then we would have beneath us possibly whatever's creating that moon effect. So there are, of course, uh, the occults of the black sun, right? Uh, these sorts of things. So a lot of these ideas, when you start looking at the the math and, and the uh, quantum information sort of theory uh, and, and these different aspects of, of reality, and, and you start realizing, wait a minute, okay, I'm going to look at black hole and white hole differently than if I have to fly out in a spaceship and gain access to these things. I'm going to look at these things as though these are embedded within everything we know about reality, including every single atom in my body and yours. So that's how I'm looking at it. All right. Which is why it may not make sense to some of you, but you've got to look at everything is everything all at the same time. Okay. And that can be completely confusing and confounding, but once you can see that all of these aspects and all of these sorts of uh, not really laws, but uh, ideas uh, affect everything both within and outside of you, uh, then you can kind of grasp a little bit better uh, the complex and just absolutely beautiful nature of what we're taking place in here. So now then, all right, there was something here that was telling me about Some of, if you were looking for, and I don't see it, of course. Yeah, of course I don't see it. There was a, a thing speaking about, uh, if you're an observer within a, within a black hole, and the light source was moving away from you, how it would have a red shift and how that equates into what we each see as the sun setting and rising, how it comes through a red shift and then becomes more present in our reality. Um, again, the, these things don't apply to any one cosmogony, uh, but they, they are underlying sort of everything there. So dealing with entropy, we're dealing with thermodynamics, we're dealing with some pretty heavy topics. And, uh, you know, the stuff is amazing, amazing to look into some of this and see the detail that's taking place all around us. Oh, like I was saying, anyway, sorry about that. Effect of time reversal on some variables in classical physics. So these are things that cannot change or do not change upon time reversal. All right. And these are some things that do change. Now, time reversal can be looked at this as this, right? Just the effect of looking back into the past, right? Of viewing the past is a time reversal, okay? So you don't actually have to move anything around. Uh, just observing it creates the effect, right? Some variables that time reversal negates might be magnetic field. So my thought is with this, an electromagnetic vector potential. So my thought of is this, when we have these massive plasma events as they've been known and understood as, uh, when we have these plasma events, okay? When we have this shift, this reset shift, plasma event, major catastrophe sort of thing that's taking place, 
this could simply be a time reverse process. Okay. Now that doesn't mean that to those within the equation or within the happening that it would appear as anything is being reversed. It would just appear as a shift of energy. It would just appear as a shifting of the poles, possibly, as an electrical storm, as a plasma event. This is viewed from the inside. We, meanwhile, if being viewed by the super observer, uh, it could just be what is being what is being cast into the equation is consciousness itself because there is an observer taking part in observing that thing uh, again it seems to depend on how ooh, um aware uh possibly like omnipotent um, awareness uh how aware the observer is uh what effect is had on the nature of what it is they're observing. So hopefully that'll make sense to you folks. I'm just putting it out there. I'm working through the stuff mentally uh, and kind of taking a look at some of my notes and things. And I'm just sharing it with everybody out here. You know what I mean? Just sharing that stuff, man. Uh, and it goes to the, the idea of why is everything patterned out in our world, like a grid or you know, the um, ebb and flow of stock markets, all of this sorts of stuff uh, is that essentially, no matter how you look at what is known as reality, each existence or reality is a closed loop. Okay. And, and, and that's what's playing is that experience within that closed loop. So to understand a different set of physical rules, you would have to be understanding or observing a different uh, reality in a sense so anyway it's mind-blowing stuff i'm enjoying the heck out of looking through all of this and uh, i'm just glad to be able to bring you know some of you folks along i am hoping that this can just just uh you know egg you on and motivate you you know what i mean when you're looking into some of this stuff um in the beginning none of it's going to make any sense uh it's going to be kind of all over the place um, but, you know, after a little while, you're going to find one thing that ties to something you were looking at maybe a year ago. And, you know, you're going to find all these different sorts of insights uh, and, and especially like within yourself, man, when you start looking at how things work with each other, uh, everything, everything, everywhere, everyone works with something else. And typically it works with its opposite. And that's that's amazing, you know. Um, I know from like a personal experience, uh, I have the opposite part of me than I am today existed what's known in my past, right? Um, that opposite part of me has enabled me to look at that in retrospect and understand uh, sort of the dynamic of the thoughtlessness and the... Um, sort of lacking of insight, motivation, um, and intuition that I had had previously uh, allows me to appreciate and understand that now I have so much more. And, uh, and it's also helping me to understand that the capacity that we can operate at uh, is so much more still, right? So we're once upon a time, i looked at humanity in a very dark light and and really didn't see what the point was or anything like that um i'm sort of beginning to piece the puzzle together and it's beginning to take shape and it's beginning to become this v incredible picture uh that i never thought existed i thought that this was more just a two-dimensional sort of uh projection kind of like we see in the matrix and it gets kind of you get feeling imprisoned and down and all this sort of stuff so I went through all of that. I went through all of that stuff. And uh, it turns out that that you can go through all that and you can you can come out the other side. So you can kind of exit sort of that that pocket of time, right, that is being used uh, for reversal, 
for the rewinding of the sort of mass mindset, right? So you can kind of escape that a little bit is what I'm finding. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm eager to know if there are some of you out there that are finding that you're able to escape your old cycle also. And uh, that the one that you're stepping into is just incredibly profound and dynamic. And, uh, you know, I had, I had, uh, you might be asking like, well, why do you, what is it that's making you kind of feel this way, Randy? What's, what's going on in your life? Man, I had my son tell me for the first time yesterday, dad, he goes, dad, for the first time ever, I could see how beautiful the world is. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that right there, that had me, right? That had me, that had me so, so good. Still has me really good, you know? I find that amazing. I mean, we're talking to a 12-year-old kid here, you know? I, I remember being 12. I wasn't... uh too stoked on the world. In fact, I think I may have hated humanity the most back then, you know, uh, but to, to hear that from, him, I mean, it was a beautiful afternoon. Don't get me wrong. It was a stunningly beautiful afternoon. Uh, I'm out here in the Midwest. We've got a beautiful spring happening right now. Uh, puffy clouds in the sky. Typically they don't seem to spray quite so hard on a Sunday morning. So that's nice. So last night, uh, you know, they weren't hitting it too heavy either, but uh, you know, all that aside, just amazing. Amazing. You know, so I want to extend my, my gratitude and love to everybody out there and say, Hey, you know, thank you for uh, being a co-observer in this reality with me. And, uh, you know, remind you that, uh, you know, there's, there's power of yours to be had. Um, do your best to not be afraid of it. It's going to be jarring at first, once you start to take on new understandings and, um, you're going to have questions, you're going to have questions more and more than you ever had before. Uh, you know, you're going to find a face value answers. Uh, the earth isn't a goal. You're going to find these things and these things are going to lead you. They're going to lead you down, uh, down an upward hill, if that makes any sense, towards your understanding. And I'm so happy for you uh, for making the journey. And uh, I'm just grateful that you all are here to observe this with me. And I want to thank you for, uh, you know, being a part of, of my own mental experiment here um, because it does seem to spark motivation to know that I can convey these ideas and get feedback from folks that are doing their own thing are going down their own journey and their own path uh, in an upward direction and are finding light, you know, amidst the darkness. And, and again, I think we're in a very unique place uh, where it's, it's super dark and it's super bright. And, uh, you know, we have to choose what we pull down and what we bring up, you know? And, uh, so I, I offer you all, uh, my sincerest gratitude and love and Hey, have a great rest of whatever it is for you a day or night, uh, a morning or an evening. Uh, have a great one. And I just wanted to say thanks. And, uh, yeah, go check out some previous episodes and stuff, man. I got a lots of stuff, a lots of stuff. I got a lots of stuff on there. Guys, a lot of different ideas, a lot of different concepts that have all sort of rattled on through here. And, uh, you know, absolutely, there's a lot of random stuff out there, and, and hence the name. So, uh, yes, go check out some of that older stuff. There's a lot of gems. We've got the Vedic texts. We've got uh, uh, the Yuga cycles. All, I mean, all this stuff links right in with uh, where we're going into some heavy stuff in this time situation here. And I've got some reading to do, guys. I've got a lot more reading to do. That way I can sort of uh, bring this stuff down and, 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 you know, scream about it from my soapbox. You know what I mean? So have a good one.